taught you how to skate. I taught you how to score. I taught you how to go for the W. You could have been one of the greats. And now look at yourself. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. Welcome to The Last Row. My name's Drew, and I am here with my good man, Badway. Hey, what's up? On this podcast, we're going to watch, discuss, and analyze movies that were poorly received or considered box office bombs and try to find the silver linings. Yeah, we'll discuss what worked, what didn't, and uh, put our own little twisted spin on some of the plot points, maybe recast a little bit, uh, just basically have some fun with the movie. Yeah, we're not going to take it too seriously. No, we're taking it seriously. <laughs> Stop that. So before we get into the, the movie that we watched this week, let's tell you how you can get in touch with us. We have a Twitter it's at the last row pod. Tweet us. We are on the Twitter. We also have a website. You can visit it at thelastrowpodcast.com. You can search for us on Facebook. Facebook us. You can also find us on Google Plus. Google Plus us. <laughs> we also have a voicemail line that if you feel very strongly about this movie or you want to tell us what you think about it, you want to leave us a message, you want to say hello, uh, give us a call. It's 415-779-5278. That's 415-779-LAST. Last. Last. Um, and finally, just head on out to iTunes if you like what we're doing. Give us a five-star review and let us know what you think. We appreciate all criticism, constructive criticism. Want to know what you guys think about the show or any movies that we should watch in the future. Yeah, if you're going to bash us, still give us the five stars. You can yeah. write whatever you want in the comments. Just <laughs> give us the five stars. Uh, so I guess that brings us to the movie of the week. Yes. Right. What? What? Why do you want to tell everybody what movie we watched? The Mighty Ducks, classic, classic, and the Disney classic, kids movie, but fun for the whole family. I my experience with this movie is as a kid, I did not see it in the theater, yeah. but I do have fond memories of it. Yeah, and it had been a while since I had seen it. It's been on TV here or there. I'd watch it a little bit, we catch a scene. Yeah, there. like it's been a long time since I've watched it in its entirety. Yeah. Um. So I want to ask you. What was your experience with, with this as a kid? Well, yeah, I didn't see it in the theater either. Theater either. I uh, remember I had the uh, the white shell case Disney VHS cases that they had back then. Why were they always bigger than other movies? Are they trying to like outdo everybody? Because they were literally bigger movies. They yeah. were. <laughs> I mean, they were trying to Disney, outdo everybody right? yeah. with those cases. Yeah, they tried to be special. And they put them on moratorium, and it was complete nonsense. But I guess, hey, it works. It's just Disney being Disney. For, for lack of a Classic term. Disney. Vintage Classic, Disney. Vintage Disney. Vintage Disney. So, uh, so let me run down a quick uh, brief plot of this So, if, for anyone who doesn't know. And by the way, spoiler heavy alert here. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie in the last 23 years, 20, however long it went out, just <laughs> stop listening right now if you don't want spoilers. Yeah. No, you should probably just listen. Just because, listen anyway. You yeah. Know. <laughs> uh, so... Emilio Estevez is a hotshot lawyer with a with a checkered past with hockey. We'll get into later. <laughs> so he just wins his big case, his 30th case, and he goes on a DUI drinking spree, gets caught, nabbed, suspended from his job, sentenced to 500 hours community service to coach Pee Wee hockey team in Minnesota. Minnesota. Eh, Minnesota. He hates the kids. The kids hate him. Uh, they're losers. But then they turn into winners. They, they kind of are yeah, losers. They be the, it becomes a feel-good story. They begin to like each other. Go on to the big game, the championship, rags to riches type story, yada, yada, yada. So on and so forth. Yes. So. <laughs> I, I I just think like, and, and we'll post the picture to the website, but there was this really funny picture that I sent uh, our friend Ty, a fellow podcaster. Um, I sent him this picture when we were talking about this movie. It was Gordon Bombay, like drinking the beer, driving yeah. his Corvette. Yeah. Now, now, let me ask you a question about that, because yeah. in this scene, it's Gordon Bombay driving heavily intoxicated because he just won some hot shot case. Yes. He's driving down, like, there's probably at least two inches of snow on that road. Yeah. He's driving a Corvette with <laughs> a car and the license plate says, just win. Just win, baby. And <laughs> and that conflicts with some things, and we'll talk about that as we go through, but I, I'm, calling out, I'm calling him out on having that attitude because I feel like Riley screwed up his whole life, and, yeah. you know, we'll get into it more later, but I feel like I don't think he would get to that point based on his experience, but he's driving on this road and he's not skidding out. He's driving like 
pretty fast. Well, listen, he's he's born and raised in Minnesota. He knows how to drive. He's in got snow, those Blizzak right? tires on yeah, there. He knows how to drive in on snow. the Corvette. I don't even think he needs the snow tires. And he just <laughs> he's been there, done that. Right? I just imagine that thing fishtailing like all over the place, and he's driving like you know a race car driver listen, down the street. He drives better when he's had a few. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I can't disagree with that with him. So yeah, so he's drinking his Molsons or whatever the hell, and he's. Dad for drunk driving. All of a sudden, he's got to coach Pee Wee Hockey. So let me ask you this. How do you think this movie uh, measures up purely from a kid's perspective? Like, um, it, it has the pranks. It's got, you know, the poop, the poop joke in the middle. It's got, <laughs> they've got insults. They tell each other to shut up all the time. That's the classic kid's movie type vintage. thing. Oh, man. And it's a little edgier for a 93, for, for a Disney yeah. movie, right? It has no, it some, is. Some cursing. There's, there was a lot. That's the one thing I want to tell you. There was a lot more cursing in this movie than I remembered as a kid. And I guess as a kid, you don't really pay attention to that. Maybe yeah. you do. But for me, when I heard them say, like, stupid ass, and they were throwing a lot of dams out there. Yeah, the I kids, mean, right? The kids. For a kid's yeah. movie, I thought, you know, I mean, that wouldn't be in a kid's movie these days. No, at not, least, not at all. That I know. Yeah. But... I don't know. I mean, as a kid's movie, I think at least I'll look at it how I, how I remember it as a kid. You know, yeah. it had the rollerblading with the neon colors. Yeah. I mean, that's what I remember of the 90s, rollerblading yeah. and neon, like hot yellow, hot pink, electric green. Um, but I think it was good. It's got it. It made kids want to play hockey. And I don't yeah. know if this was a propaganda film from the NHL back then, but yeah, I the, thought hockey ho- was popular. A hockey boom in the, in the early 90s. Um, yeah, had the montage of the mall. I remember that as a kid. Yeah, I, I, I remember the opening prank where they basically they, they uh, get a purse and they follow a dog around. Yeah. They feed him chili. They get yeah. him, have a poop in the bag and like they prank some guy. <laughs> like I remember those stupid things. I remember Fulton Reed's big shot. You know, I, I remember all that stuff. But I don't really like like you said. I, I haven't really watched this movie all the way through in such a long time. One of the things I guess I didn't appreciate when I was a kid, and I don't really appreciate it right now, but the the love story between Bombay and Charlie's mom. Yeah. I didn't realize how creepy Bombay was in trying to basically get with her. Yeah. I, I was thinking I was thinking of that, you know, through Disney's point of view here, you haven't seen that oh, you know, he just kind of backed into this and he finds that the mom is nice and this and that, but really from a different perspective you could see it yeah. as Bombay, his his entire aim here is to get with Charlie's mom. Like definitely from the jump, as soon as she, she steps on that ice, like he's driving the kids around all the ice in a limo. She pulls them all out, and he starts <laughs> yelling at him. And he's thinking, like, I like this girl. He had he had a thing yeah. for her. Like, yeah. but she she's kind of a plain Jane, right? She I, is. I mean, she's not a supermodel. And, You'd think a hotshot lawyer. Again, in classic Disney fashion, they always have those types Rags of women. Riches. They have. She's not. She's, I don't think she's terribly ugly, or uh, not to she judge looks, people's looks, but she mean, looks normal. She looks like a poor man's Lauren Holly to me. Yeah. You know, we were just I, watching I, Dumb yep, and Dumber. I could see that. She looks like someone's mom, really. Yeah. She That's how she was cast, and that's how she's made up. Works at the diner, yeah. you know, midnight shift. Yeah. So Bob Bay's getting yelled at by, by Charlie's mom, uh, the captain of the team, Charlie Conway. And uh, Pretty crappy captain so, yeah, at this point, so, by the way. So he's thinking in the back of his mind, hey, I got to coach these crappy kids, but hey. Kids' mom is about. I forgot about all the soccer moms, all the yeah. all the van moms. Going to get with all these moms. He's, he wasn't just thinking about Charlie's mom. He was thinking about Fulton's mom. So, he was thinking about Goldberg's mom. He was thinking, how many moms can I bag? He here? had a mom thing, didn't he? <laughs> I bet he, he did. Really did. Yeah. But she was the only mom that we saw. Right. The whole movie. So and that's yeah. But again, off screen. Yeah. How many other moms was he trying to get with? Maybe right? he was really trying to trying to do that, man. I don't know. You're right. What do you think Goldberg's mom was doing? Oh my god. All right. Yeah. <laughs> And hey, the, those Hall kids, the 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 two the two black kids, uh, the, yeah. the, the dad was active in the movie, but you didn't see the mom in the background. Yeah. Can you imagine him trying to get with that mom and oh that guy God. going after him? The dad, the Hall oh, brothers' dad. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. I think yeah. you really figured. Like he did, he had a thing for moms. Yep. that was his thing. And he was kind of hesitant to go after her, like like pursue it seriously. Yeah, when scenes with Charlie. It was probably because he had a couple more on the side. He was keeping his options. Open. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So we'll get into more of that later. Um, should uh, real quick before we get into uh, a lot of the the main plot points, do you want to go through the kids roster real quick? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do the I, roster. I think you you compiled a very detailed list yes. of all the kids. All right. So first of all, we got Charlie Conway. He's the captain, obviously. 
the mom is the love is the love interest of the story. Let me say something about Charlie. Yeah. Classic Lego hair. Okay. Uh, he does. He has helmet hair. He, he does. has Lego hair. Yeah. Like you could pop that off and he would have the little like dot at the top, like, yep. you know, pop another hairstyle on. Classic Lego hair. So Charlie, he's obviously he's like the main kid character of the, of the movie. Gets super attached to Coach Bombay right away. He's desperate to have a father for his mom. They they say somewhere along the lines of the movie that the dad was I guess he did something and the mom and the kid ran away. They left, right? They left. They left the dad. So, so the dad it, did something. Is this a kindergarten cop story where like the dad is a, like an ex-convict and he just kind of escaped? That's they, the perfect scenario. Like why else would yeah. they live in Minnesota? They're in like a and nothing against Minnesota, but yeah. you know they don't seem like they're from Minnesota. That's something that the, no one in this movie has yes. an accent. No one has an accent. I'm thinking they're in witness yeah. protection. Yeah, they're from the East Coast. They're in witness protection. Who goes to Minnesota, right? Their dad, his dad, is actually the bad guy from Kindergarten yes. Cop with Absolutely. The, the ponytail, the final boss of the internet. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> Could have said it better they, myself. They're in. To me, yeah. in my opinion, they look like they're in witness protection. Yeah. They don't belong in Minnesota. Yeah, Conway is such a fake name. Yeah, can't, can't be their real name. That's the something Conways. the government gives you. Yeah, that's a fake name. Yeah, Charlie Conway sounds fake now. That I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, hockey play is good. He's good, right? Yeah, he's he's not the best, but he's solid. He's he's yeah. a good leader. Yeah, I guess because yeah. he's the sealed his put the sealed his chest, and, he, yeah. and you're good to go. So you got the superstar Adam Banks, former Hawk. the 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 rival team of the Mighty Ducks is is the Hawks, and we'll get into the Hawks later. Former Hawk, current yeah. cake eater. So in the middle of the movie. Uh, Banks, Banks is the best player for the Hawks. He's the superstar. And uh, in the middle of the movie, we find out that the zones were changed, and he actually belongs on the Ducks based on where he lives. Little gerrymandering, right? Yeah. So, so he gets, for lack of a better word, traded to the Ducks midway through against his will and his dad's will, and everyone everyone hates it except for Emilio Estevez. The other team, the, the Ducks hate it too because they think he's a cake eater. So, <laughs> what is a cake eater? What I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Can we look that up? I, guess I did, look, look, I did it look it up. What does it mean? A cake eater is, I think it's a Minnesota term. Is it? And it means it's a basically a, a term for a rich boy, somebody oh, who has okay. their cake and eats they it can, too. Oh, because he can eat cake. Yeah, he has it's, it and he eats it. If this movie was rated R, what yeah. would he be calling him? I mean, we can't say it here, but yeah, I, know. I think there might be a few four letter words that he yeah, would call much, him. Yeah, much much more hardcore than cake yeah. eater. The the current yeah. the current cake eater equals a, a yeah. expletive or two. So he's the, he's the best player in the entire league. Yeah, and the Ducks hate him at first because he's one of he's he's one of the the opposition, but they learn to love him over time. So uh, the the person who to- coined the term cake eater is next on our list. It's uh, Jesse Hall and his Jesse brother Hall. Terry. They're, Terry. They're, they're, they're little brothers. Terry took the back seat to Jesse, didn't he? He, he was did. barely he in was it. Barely in it. Uh, not even necessary. Yeah. Uh, he was only he was only in it so they could pass the the joke the Oreo line, which is the two black kids and the white kid in the in the middle as the oh, center. Oh my god! They said that a couple times. It was a little uncomfortable. Little racist for yeah. a Disney movie. Yeah, right? just a little bit. I mean, it's been a while since I guess Disney tackled those issues, but I feel like it was a little racist yeah. for for that time. Yeah, it was a little unnecessary, but in the nineties they made those types of jokes. Yeah, along with gay jokes, stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, the Hall brothers that are. There are two African American kids, and probably the only two in the entire state. I mean, yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard. I don't know if Dave Chappelle uh, made that joke before about like yeah. Prince being the only person from Minnesota. So uh, you got the Hall brothers. You got Averman. God, I hate this kid. Can I tell you how much yeah. I hate this kid? Thick rimmed red glasses. I, chatterbox. I hate this kid. Yeah. Like I wish that he would get checked into you know cross check from behind like Banks did, yeah. so the kid would shut up for the rest of the movie. Exactly. I hate that kid. See, even as a kid, I hated him. I, th- I don't think anyone likes Averman. No and, one likes him. Like that kind of name too. It's like yeah. Averman. Like Averman. You know he's annoying. Right. I don't even know his first name. We're just calling him Averman. I, whatever. His name's Averman. Yeah. So you got Pete, the little troublemaker. This kid, who's Pete? I don't Pete remember. Pete is the Pete. tiny kid with a leather jacket. Oh, the kid that wanted to be a tough guy. Yeah, he, he acts yeah. like a tough guy. He looks like he's six years old. He's younger than all of them. He I, overhears whatever. a conversation with Bombay. He's and, like three foot five. Yeah. yeah, he's like three foot five. He overhears <laughs> Bombay talking to the rival coach, and Bombay's being sarcastic, calling them losers, but it's in a sarcastic way. That was and yeah. and when he said that, it was like the most blatant sarcasm in the world. Yeah. And they took it so literally. And the thing that I don't understand is, and I know it's a plot device here. We got to tell the story for Disney. It's yeah. cheap. And I feel like the thing about that that bothered me was that they used sarcasm throughout the entire movie. Right. All the way up to that point. And he's like, yeah, 
They are losers. I wish they were all dead. He said it so sarcastically. He said it yeah. in the most sarcastic tone ever said in the entire movie. And they just were like, I can't believe he said yeah. that he wished we were dead. Yeah, so this little, for lack of asshole, Pete, <laughs> this little prick, he, <laughs> he overhears that, doesn't get the sarcasm at all, tells the whole team, and the whole team pr- basically quits. They quit. And then and it takes a begging Bombay to get the team back together. So, so he, he caused this divide in the locker yeah. room, too. He, he was like T.O. there. He's you like know, a cancer. It's a locker room cancer, this Pete. I'm done with Pete. He wasn't even good, too. Like, they didn't show him do anything no, positive. I don't think he had any ice time. I, I bet the actor couldn't skate, and yeah. they wouldn't let him on the ice. So he's just there. <laughs> yeah. They had, like, a stunt actor for someone who could skate. They didn't yeah. show his face on the ice once yeah, that I no. know of. Yeah, no, he didn't. I mean, him. I forgot who he was. So, anyway, then, then we got Fulton. Fulton Reed. God, this kid, man. Slap shot heard around the world. Oh, my God. This is who I remember one from trick as, pony. as a kid. One trick pony. He couldn't skate. He hits one out of every five shots. They taught him to skate on rollerblades. Now... I've done both, and I'm not. I don't. I don't do either of them well. But it, it's not the same. I. When's the last time you went ice skating? Twenty years ago. Probably me too. And I feel like I could skate better than this yeah. kid because he never did it before, and he goes and starts playing hockey against the Hawks. Yeah. The Hawks, to me, are like a minor league NHL team compared to this crappy Mighty Ducks team. Yeah. And skating on rollerblades is. Nothing like skating on the ice. Exactly. And l- let me take this one further. Now, his signature move is this slap shot. Now, this kid has a slap shot that's NHL quality as a 12-year-old. Now, how do you think when he grows, I think it's going to be lethal. See, to me, he's like the equivalent of when you go watch a high school football game yeah. and you see the kid that's like 6'5", 300 pounds on the offensive line, and he's bowling over like seven guys. Right. Like they can't get past him. That's what this kid is. I feel like they should check him for HGH. Or they need to check his papers and make sure he doesn't yeah, have, like, a no. faked birth certificate. He's 22 like years old. The true. Little League World Series. He's 22 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the 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 13-year-old kid at bat that's, like, six foot five. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you it's see like, this all no the time. The Dominican Republic, you see it. So you got Fulton. Uh, you got Goldberg, the goalie. Got the worst. Greg Goldberg. I think his name is Greg. Yeah. I don't second, whatever. Second worst to Averman. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Second worst. He's the fat kid. They, they treat him as the fat kid. And it's kind of messed up that they single him out. But he's like he's a goalie who's afraid of the puck, and it's just there's not much else to say about Goldberg other than he's just a, a liability out there. But how can you be a goalie if you're afraid of the puck? Now I want to know the backstory. Yeah. How do you think he got started as a goalie? Was it that everyone else like idolized Wayne Gretzky and they just want to score, or Mike Madano? So they're like, I don't want to play goalie, no. like you know, and they made him, and he just happened to like Ron Hextall, so he's like, no. I'll do it. He's the fat kid. The fat yeah. kid stands in the goal. And, and he didn't even have pads. No. Like, so, how can you be a goalie with no pads? No wonder he was afraid of the puck. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably getting hit in the face, yeah. in the arm. I mean, surprisingly, he had all of his teeth. Yeah. Like, these kids were wearing, like, football helmets, right? Yeah, the one kid had, like, a punter's helmet with, <laughs> yeah. like, the single bar across, yeah. <laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, you get a concussion from wearing that. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we got Connie. Which one's Connie? Connie is the good, the skilled girl. Oh, the one that, like, dates that guy, Guy. Yeah, okay. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Guy. She's Jermaine. got puck handling skills. So you got Connie and Jermaine. They're both really good. And they're kind of like solid contributors on the team. Like, there's not much else to say about them. They don't do a whole lot. They're yeah. not very exciting. They're just there to play hockey. They're there to play hockey. They're actually good. They're, they're solid contributors. You got Carp, who's forgettable. He's the other fat kid, the uh, lesser the, fat that's kid. That's the kid from uh, that movie, um, Heavyweights, Heavyweights. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he's the main fat kid in the Heavyweights. The other fat kid. And is he fatter than Goldberg? I think he might be. I don't know. Well, he's more disgusting than Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg's just, he's got baby fat, kid I, fat. You, you may remember him as a kid, uh, the scene where they jump on top of the limo, and he's the one sucking on the glass. Yeah. It, it makes you want to throw up. I just you want to punch Yeah, him right that is pretty gross. Yeah, so that kid sucks. <laughs> and then last, lastly and leastly, you have Tommy and Tammy. Which is Pete, from Pete, and Pete and Pete, little Pete from Pete and Pete. Yeah, yeah. Who is what? even smaller than this other Peter guy? Not to get too confusing on you guys, <laughs> Danny Tamborelli. Yeah, and then you got Tammy, who's a figure skater. So they were hanging out at the ice rink, and they were like, "Well, we need some more people. They need bodies. Uh, they can skate, so yeah. let's get them." And he was like, "Oh, mom's gonna kill us." But then it was like, "Well, I don't care if I have to figure skate with you. Then you can play hockey with me." <laughs> I'm gonna say this: their parents would not be cool with that. No. 
Like they didn't have any of the gear. They didn't have anything. Yeah. The one girl, she still wears figure skating skates to play yeah. hockey. So you have this creep coach who just got busted for a DUI community <laughs> service, tried to gather up kids around the town. I'm here. sorry, that's a little, little creepy. So yeah, this this town, needless to say, I guess they're starved for hockey action. It, it goes first. What what hockey goes, comes first? What goes through the minds of a parent when? They're, they're no, I mean, they, I guess the other quitch, the other coach had a heart attack, right? That's what they said. Yeah. They said, oh, you know, what happened to your last coach? He said, oh, he had a problem with his arm and he like held his arm and fell yeah, over like he, he died. Mimed, yeah, he mimed the heart attack. He yeah. mimed the heart attack. So the thing that, that I wonder is if you're a parent of this team, I guess you have no choice in who's going to coach this place because it's not going to be Jesse, Jesse's dad. Yeah. I mean, he would probably be the obvious candidate. Right. But I feel like but he's he doesn't. Up- He's working overtime. Yeah, he doesn't know the first thing about hockey. He just knows like he's there clapping. He's you know? he's blue collar, hardworking yeah. man. He don't have time for that. What What do you think his job is? What do you think he does? Oh, he's definitely works in construction. Is he a construction? Yeah, he worker? works construction. He yeah. looks he looks like that, or he works at like Home Depot or something. Yeah. Like he's the lumber guy. Like he just knows everything about yeah. construction. I, yep, I can see that. Like mm-hmm. very skilled, but just very handy, but knows nothing about hockey. Right. And and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's just I don't think he'd be equipped to handle this team right. and this personality. Of or this group of personalities, right? But he's the only other coach figure, possible coach figure you see yeah. in the entire movie. I mean, you could maybe have Charlie's mom do it, but she can't handle it. Well, she's she's working at a waitress job. Yeah. She's single mom trying to make ends meet. He can't. Yeah, I don't know. They should have had the limo driver do it. I would <laughs> like to see him. <laughs> he's my favorite character yeah. in this movie, by the way. After rewatching it, yeah. we'll talk a little bit about that yeah. later. But the limo driver totally underrated. Yeah, yeah, he's great. All right, so that's the roster now. Just a couple odds and ends here. How about we start with Riley? Yeah. Coach I mean, Riley. I'll tell you what I think about Coach Riley, okay? So please tell us who Coach Riley is. It is short, short enough. So how, who is Coach Riley? Coach Riley is the coach of the Hawks, which ultimately he's one of the most evil coaches I've ever seen in, in any type yeah. of movie, especially a kid's movie. Again, the Hawks are the rivals yeah. of the Mighty Ducks. So you talk about having coaches that are angry and yell at kids like this guy was over the top yeah what did he what did he do to coach bombay so bombay back in the day i think it was 1978 or whatever the hell the the time period was but coach bombay the game was tied it was the championship game which if you guys don't know if you haven't seen this movie which i hope you have but the the way that this town in minnesota follows hockey is like how like towns in texas follow high school football it it is the lifeblood of the yeah. town. There are hundreds of people at these peewee hockey yeah. games. I find it suspect yeah. that at the peewee level, it would be that popular. They they have like jerseys and, and sweatshirts and hats with yeah. like the logos of these nine year old kids. Is that licensed teams. gear? Is that licensed and gear? It has to be. Where do they where do they where do they buy this stuff? They get at? they buy it from the ghost of Hans. They get shop. buy it from Hans's shop. Right, yeah, we'll, we'll get it to Hans, but let's but, get back to Riley. But Riley, yeah. basically, the the game's tied and it ends, and Gordon someone has to take a penalty shot. And there's this flashback that keeps Emilio Estevez keeps remembering. Yeah. He's like got nightmares about this. Really screwed him it up. It screwed his whole life up. So he's remembering this shot that he had to take. He goes and he does the triple deke. He, he you know, uh, Coach Riley makes him take the shot. He says, All right, I'm going to, I want you to, to do this. Now, don't forget, not only if you miss this, are you letting the team down, you're letting me down. Now that's pretty hardcore to say to like a he's seven like, he's year like old, a nine year old. Yeah, this kid. I and the, the actor looked younger than yeah. any kid in this movie at all. And of like, course, he missed the shot. He but he beat the goalie, right? So yeah. it's haunted him his entire yeah. life. Like he skated down. He did the one, two, three, triple deke, and he hit the shot, and it clanked off the post. Yeah. Fail. So so ever since then, Bombay's been screwed up, always trying to chase the W, yeah. so to speak, in chase life. Chase the W, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a euphemism for the rest of his life. Turned him into a jerk, and now, flash forward to Bombay coach of the Ducks now, he runs into the Hawks coach. He's still Riley. Yeah. He's still coaching 30 year, 20 years later. Doesn't look a day older, yeah. by the way. And so for 20 years, this coach Hawk, coach Riley of the Hawks, has been cultivating this constant stream of assholes into the world yeah so he's using the same coaching tactics he's teaching kids to injure players injure the team's best player if you don't win your garbage if you don't win big it's not worth winning if you can't win big is his is his mantra 
That's a, to me, like, I don't know who the equivalent of this is in real life, Man. but I feel like there's got to be so many coaches that are actually like this. Yeah, That's so, why B- Disney built it off yeah. of this. So this this is like, in the, in the realm of sports movies, this guy is like the biggest jerk because it's nine-year-olds. And for a kid's movie, that's pretty hardcore yeah. because, you know, and, and there's a moral of the story, right? It's that Bombay is the antithesis of, yeah. of Riley. But let's talk a little bit about how Riley winds up in Minnesota, okay? Yeah. Now... That guy sounds like he's straight from Texas. He has a like a southern oh, he accent. Totally does. There's no way that that guy is a native of Minnesota. So what brought him to Minnesota for however many years to catch and and coach a group of like seven to ten year olds? I mean, this is peewee hockey. It's not like okay, this is juniors or something like where they're going to coach some kids that are going to make you know the NHL or make the entry draft or something. Yeah. I mean these these kids are very young. It's like doing you know, peewee football. They're like little kids. Yeah. I don't know how much talent that they can show that you can get out of them. I mean, when he missed that shot, they show that flashback and he's just laying there on the ice, like so sad. And Riley, they're showing him and he's just like brooding because he's so mad. Yeah. And they make a point to show the banner in, in the, re- in Hans's shop. Yeah. It's first place, first place, first place, first place, second, second place, place. And it's yellow. It's yeah. like a big yellow Burns flag. Burns him up inside. He can't deal with the fact that he came in second place and it's his fault. He like call- you said, Rudy. He calls Bombay. He, he tells him, you're not a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. And, and that's like, that's 20 years of hate that Riley has just built up towards Bombay. And Bombay is throwing it right back at him. I mean, what? who's worse? Okay, I'm going to throw this out to you. Who's worse? Coach Riley? Uh, now, keep in mind the age group of these kids, but... Coach Riley or the coach from Varsity Blues, John Voigt? Oh, God. Well, it's John Voigt because he makes his players play injured, play with yeah. concussions, play with each But how do, you know that, how do you know that Riley yeah, wasn't doing that? it's true. It's worse. No, it's worse because it's nine-year-olds. I it's mean, worse. it's like, th- this is really bad. Yeah. I mean, th- like, he, those kids could have had concussions, yeah. but he's going to make them play. And to paint a picture, he's got, like, he's got this Hawks jacket, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> Actually, where can yeah. I get one of those? Yeah. I just you got you got to find it at your local uh, sporting goods. Do you store. think eBay has one? How about the Golden Closet? Do you yeah. think that the they Golden have one? Closet definitely has his Hawkster? Can we can we find? Yeah. We got to look this up. Okay, we got to find out if we could find Coach Riley's like the jacket on the goldencloset.com yeah. or we can ask the golden closet if they could acquire it for us and how much it would cost. Yeah, for those that don't know the goldencloset.com is a website where you can buy movie memorabilia and it's pretty sweet. One of our out. one of our favorites. Yeah. From another life. Yeah, not sponsored at all. We just love it. So we love please, their site. please visit it and we'll check it out. But anyway, he's got a, he's got his collar popped. He's snapping gum. He continued. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, is there anything cockier than chewing gum with your mouth open? No. no. Like, he's, he's chewing that gum like a cow and he's just giving that, like, gun at him. That's like, how he got the role. He walked into the audition. He didn't even read lines. He just snapped gum. He, has, like, he wears his collar popped in yeah. real life. And they're like, you got the job, son. Good job, guy. All right. Anyway. So... This got me thinking about my childhood. I don't know. Have you have you ever have you done a lot of team sports, organized team? I mean, sports? I, I've played some, right? Yeah. And and I've had some coaches. I I, I was a, in band, so I was a band geek yeah, a little a, bit. And any kind of coaching, anything yeah. like this. I mean, we had a we had somebody that was very hard on us, like yeah. that. I don't want to name names, but you know, it was <laughs> so, it was pretty hardcore. So when I was growing up, I was probably around the same kids of these kids, the same age as these kids, nine, ten years old. I played basketball with a lot of my really good friends like these kids for my church league it's a church league mind you right that's kind of league yeah and we were pretty good i mean we weren't the ducks we were we were we were the misfits of the league and, and so much that we were more physical than other teams but if we lost we got yelled at and not not on the bench (laughs) <laughs> in front of people in the locker room during halftime like they at the end of the out? game. Like yeah. he chewed you out? Chewed you out. They, he would drop F-bombs at us, this guy. I, how old were you? We were 9 to 10, 11 years old. That- <laughs> yeah. F-bombs thrown at us. Now, this is the way my people were growing, Your were people. growing up. All right? <laughs> so, it's a cultural thing. We, we swear at each other all... <laughs> Our whole our whole community swears at each other pretty much. I so. just imagine like little little bad way in the yeah. locker room, like with did you have rec specs? Were you, you yes, have glasses, I did. right? So yes, you I had did. rec specs? I did. So you had the rec specs on and they were yelling at you yep. and you're just like squinted through them. Like, yeah. did you cry? Did anyone cry? No, nobody cried, but we were like scared. <laughs> if they cry, if you cried, they probably would have yelled at yeah, you more. That's why you can't you can't show weakness. So <laughs> I I specifically not, remember this one do time. Do not show weakness. We were down by like twenty points. I can't remember who, why, or where. We're down twenty points, and we're sitting on these on these little benches in the locker room. Yeah, and there's a mirror, and we're all facing the mirror. 
<laughs> this coach, he goes, look at that effing mirror. Look in the mirror. <laughs> Are you proud of yourselves? Look at yourselves. I can't even look at you. You look at yourselves. And to this, I remember that so vividly. It's ingrained in my brain. And that that is my... Were, were you... How old were you? 9, 10, 11, oh something God. like that. I remember. It was, was my church league. Was this guy's name Coach Riley? Was his <laughs> name Coach Riley? <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's a playbook. That's a play yeah. out of Riley's playbook. It right was, there. it was like, it was the kind of thing where like, after the game, well, couples were together. It was like, yeah. can you believe that just happened? Like, <laughs> it was funny after the fact, but while it was happening, we weren't sure what he was going to do. And I imagine that the locker room scenes for this guy are just as bad, if he, not worse. He goes and throws a chair yeah. out on the ice. So, uh, and, uh, so Coach Riley, is he abusing these kids? Like, not, I, not physically. Like, not, I, not Sandusky style. Yeah, I mean... I think that he definitely hit somebody. I mean, yeah. they would never talk because back he's smack, got him like so a, trained. Like a back smack, right? Yeah, or yeah. he's the kind of guy that would make them take slashes on the wrist with the puck. Yes, yes. Or the, the hockey stick. Like, yeah. he would have them line up, and it's like, all right, boys, line up. Yep. Take a turn here, and he's got to slash him on yeah, the wrist. so it's not, nobody's running laps. Yeah. They're taking shots. They don't run laps, they take shots. They're taking shots. Or they do what Bombay did to Goldberg. They put him in goal, yeah. and they have everybody shoot pucks right. at, at the kid. No pads. But not goalie pads, yeah, just no your pads. regular equipment. No, yeah. no, no equipment. Just, so, I'm telling you, they dress the, the kid up. What about the teeth? I, they don't care. No mouth protectors, <laughs> nothing. He, I could see this guy lining them up, lining them up in the goal, and just having them shoot at him. Yeah. This guy is the worst coach of all time. But he's the best. He is the best. But he's the best. He, he just wins. Yeah. He just wins. All right. So enough about him. All right. Let's go to Hans. Now I have you, a theory. You have a theory about Listen, Hans. Now, have, let me tell you who Hans is first. Yeah, okay. And then you get into it. All right. Hans runs the hockey shop in the town of Minnesota. I forget the name of the town, by the way. It doesn't I matter. I think it's Minnetonka or something, right? Whatever. He's the one guy in the movie. I, I, I can feel like maybe he's from Minnesota. But he yeah. has like a German accent. But it seems yeah. like he's from there. He's got a right? German sign, too. So he's known Bombay since he was a little kid. He's got pictures all on his shop about it, about Bombay, about other peewee hockey teams, some some youth leagues, some college teams. Kind of creepy, right? Yeah, a little creepy. And he's like, he's a lifer. He's a Minnesota lifer. He owns the shop. And he's like the wise man who is there to like kind of teach Bombay his way. Kind of like get him out of the, the funk that he's in, right? So he's kind of like the sympathetic figure, the the kind of the, the moral the moral compass of yeah. of Bombay, so to speak. So what what do you think about Hans? So I have a theory, okay, yeah. and I don't want to go too existential on us here, but Please I do. feel like in this movie, Hans does not exist. He's Wait, a ghost. So <laughs> my theory is that now look, and I didn't think ever think about this ever, but when you go back and rewatch, this, this is the movie, benefits of the rewatch. Yeah, yeah. when you rewatch this movie. I don't want to go six cents on us here, Whoa. but who does he actually interact with? If you go back, there's only, well, there's only two scenes. Yeah. And the one scene to me, I, I don't know if he's a ghost, but I think that he is the mental projection a figment of, of Bombay's, of Bombay's imagination. imagination. All, right. All right. So you go back and you watch this me? movie. Maybe. There is one scene where he interacts with anybody and yeah. it was hugging Charlie's mom at the end in the championship when they won the game. Yes. And that was the only time that he made physical contact with anybody. And I feel like if you watch the other scene where the kids are going on the shopping spree throughout the store, he just rung him up on the register. No one really talked to him. I feel like Hans is somebody that because <laughs> Bombay was so screwed up in the head, yeah. like he all he wanted to do was win and he didn't have like this good conscience. Yeah. Hans was the good side of his conscience and he just projected that onto like a person. Yeah. And Hans doesn't exist. He's like this old, you know, he I don't know why he thought of an old German man. But <laughs> so he never existed. No, he never existed. Not even during ever. his childhood. Nope. Whoa. Nope. He's somebody in my opinion that he just kind of created in his head. You know, kids <laughs> have like imaginary friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, and maybe he was abused or something, and that's why, like, he thinks of this, like, old man that hangs out with little kids yeah, or something. Yeah, because why is he German? <laughs> he's like this old German man who lives in Minnesota. Very odd, right? Yeah, right. But I don't believe that he's a real person. I feel that's, like throughout the movie, you can watch it. I, I encourage you all to go back and rewatch this. That is very interesting. I never thought of that. He's hanging around, and, and who does Gordon go back and talk to when he needs help? He goes to this shop that, that you know, might be just some regular hockey shop. I remember the scene of after Bombay's first game, and they lose horribly. They lose yeah. like 10 to nothing to the Hawks. Yeah. And Bombay's in the middle of yelling at them, the kids, on, on the bench. Yeah. And he looks up, and he sees Hans the just ghost, staring man. at him disapprovingly. Yeah. So then later on that night, he goes to Hans' shop when he's closed, and he says Hans, he says to Hans, uh, 
why did you come say hi when you were there? He goes, oh, you were too busy yelling at the kids. Like, you know why he didn't say hi? Because he doesn't exist. Because he wasn't there. He doesn't exist. He wasn't there. I'm telling you, I I encourage all of you to go back and rewatch this movie and tell me that he exists. So the one scene where he's hugging Charlie's mom. Yeah. That could be anybody. Yeah, it, it could. Been, it could be. It could be Charlie's grandfather, for all we know. Like it like, was. It was the visual to me, the visual representation of the good of Bombay, like yeah. doing doing the right thing. So his good conscience hugged the yeah. mom, who so, was the other person you know, that he liked. You know what's funny is every time they show Hans, it's because Bombay's like looking out for him yeah. somewhere. Like yeah. he's looking up in the stands. And there's Hans. He like, never he's come, never on the side. Yeah. He's not coaching the kids. No, yeah. he doesn't do anything yeah. other than ring up the register and right. hug Charlie's mom, right. and that's it. And I'm telling you, I encourage you all to go back and rewatch it because he's a fake person. This is the biggest movie twist we just un- in we the found history it of, of, of entire cinema. Now, uh, th- watching this movie in a vacuum without yeah. knowing that Mighty Ducks 2 and 3 existed, yeah. I feel like, yeah, maybe in 2 and 3 they well, made maybe, him a real maybe person. Maybe he has a more prevalent role but, in it. But, yeah. yeah, but as it stands... Yeah, from the first one. In the first one, I think that he's a figment of Bombay's imagination and... You know, maybe that's a little ridiculous to some people, but to me, I watched it. I'm like, this guy's like that's Bruce interesting. Willis, man. He's I'm gonna have to go back now. I'm gonna have to go back and take a look at a couple he's, of those he's scenes. He's Bruce Willising it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so Hans, and also like, because what guy like follows Pee Wee hockey to that level? Yeah. He's got the standings. He has everything. Yeah. He had like a chalkboard where he was drawing the the standings. He's like, oh, if you guys do this, and this team's out with the flu, so you know, if you guys win, you know, you can you can make the playoffs. And it's like, what is the playoffs for this? What do they win? <laughs> yeah. They won't win anything. I mean, this is District 5, they so I guess trophy. they're like the biggest losers, and they get some type of trophy. But, I mean, these kids, how could they even compete? That's something we didn't talk about. How were they legally allowed to play hockey when they didn't have the right pads? I mean, some of them didn't have a helmet. There's no way that they would let them play. They would have definitely made them forfeit. All right, so I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that because that's pretty awesome. One more thing I wanted to get through here. Um, what about Gordon Bombay's uh, future as as a <laughs> his future, his future uh, hockey career? So another another interaction with Hans during that ghost scene in uh, in his shop, where uh, Hans was reminiscing about Bombay's <laughs> past as a pee wee hockey player, yeah. and apparently he is was awesome. He so he rallies off rails off this this fact that oh you were so great in '73 or whatever the year was. You scored 198 goals that year. Yeah. What happened? 198 goals. Now I did the math. It's fairly simple. <laughs> they played 20 the games. Numbers. Yeah, they played 20 games in, in this league. 198 goals in 20 games is 9.9 goals per game for for Pee Wee hockey. Now, what kind of prodigy is that? What kind of prodigy is that that misses that shot? Then yeah. there's no way that he would hit. If he the scored post. 9.9 with a goalie in the way during like. It, it, it just doesn't add up. Is he the only player on the team? Yeah. I mean, how, what were the scores if of those you, games? If you're playing a video game, you can't get your... You, you can boost all the stats. You can't <laughs> I, get 9.9 listen, goals per game. We've played NHL hits before. Yeah. We've played NHL. Yeah. You know, you I've can't get... I've boosted stats. I've boosted Claude Giroux's stats. You make everybody yeah. the 99. Yeah. I can't get 9.9 per game. There's no way yeah. you're getting 10 goals a game. Right. So, everybody's talking about how Bombay was such a prodigy, such a talent. And maybe, maybe Riley screwed him up in the head. I don't know. So they get the scene where they visit the stars. At the time, they were Minnesota North Stars. The North Stars. Yeah. So they visit them, and Mike Madonna, and who was the other player? I can't. I can't. Remember. I can't. It was, it was another player, Mike Madonna, at the time, played with the stars. So they roll up and like, oh, look at that! It's Gordon Bombay. He really killed it in, in Pee Wee Hockey. You used to rule in Pee Wee Hockey. Used to rule in Pee Wee Hockey. Let me know if you want to try out sometime. <laughs> so he's he was eleven years old, yeah. and Bombay's like, oh, maybe I should. I don't know. So yeah. So. <laughs> 11-year-old Mike Madonna saw 11-year-old Gordon Bombay, thought he crushed it at Pee Wee Hockey. So now 30-year-old Bombay, why don't you come in for a 20, tryout? 20 years later. Yeah. Come on, buddy. I heard you were really good. I saw you. You played. You scored nine goals a game. Guy, Get just, on laced, out here. guy just laced the skates up for the first time in 20 years yesterday. I thought he figured out how to re-skate again pretty quick. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess it's like riding a bike. Right. Like he was. They had that montage of him doing like the small skating. Like He just laces them up. He yeah. gave it up. Well, that, that's when we found out that that's when he turned his heart from, from drunk guy, angry guy to heart of gold. I still don't believe he had a heart of gold. Yeah. I still think he had a thing for mom. That's the mom bag, definitely. But that is hilarious. Like, how would a tryout with him go? Well, yeah. I mean, he's playing against probably so, 17-year-olds. So we asked this, not because of a hypothetical situation, but because at the very end of the movie, after the Ducks beat the Hawks, spoiler alert, the Ducks beat the Hawks. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. It happened. 
That um, would never happen again. By the way, Charlie made a, a game-winning penalty shot goal just like Bombay couldn't do. But, but he hit it. He hit it because Bombay gave him the positive reinforcement. Yeah. Um, a lot of thought goes around in this league. A popular thing is should Charlie have taken that final shot? Um, I don't think he should have. I think they should have given it to somebody else. That, the, the skills guy, Guy. Guy. He should have taken yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people are upset, but it's the captain. You give it to the captain. Yeah, but right? that, that doesn't mean... That's you, a lot of internet chatter. Listen, you I'm play all to win about the game. Charlie. You give it to Charlie. You play to win the game. No, it's the captain. He's got the heart. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. So so Charlie hits the shot. He wins the game. They celebrate on the ice. Cut to yeah. a seed after a couple whatever weeks later. They're all outside of a bus. Bombay's got his bag. Again, it's a duck's bag that says Coach Bombay on it. Like, I don't know where this gear is coming from. Uh, so he's kissing everybody goodbye, saying goodbye, kissing Charlie's mom goodbye, because he's about to get on that bus and go try out for the Dallas North Stars minor league team. Now, how would that go? Like, he's literally going for it I'm at the s- end of this movie. I'm just going to say he's going to get his ass kicked and he's going to break his back. So he's 30 plus. Well, let's call him. I think he said he was 31. Let's call him 31. He's 31. Okay, he's 31. He's going up against 18, 19 year olds. Probably even younger, maybe. Yeah. Because he was a minor league, right? So and, it's minor league club. And we're talking about a guy who, in the past 20 years, the only kind of ice time he's had was in the last couple weeks. On a skate, pond. Just skating with these kids. On a hit, pond. Hit, yeah, hit on a pond. Hitting pucks, shitting ice, hitting, hitting eggs, eggs <laughs> hitting eggs, trying to teach the kids the finer points. He's had no competitive streak, no nothing. Hasn't taken a shot on net other than shooting at Goldberg. Which, which, by the way, too, and this is just one last point that I want to make about this. But what if you're the Zamboni driver? How pissed are you yeah. that they <laughs> cracked those eggs? Like they must have cracked. Like you know, you go to Walmart or something, you get like the fifty dozen egg yeah. egg thing. We do yeah. that for like egg toss or whatever. Like. How pissed are you if you're the Zamboni driver? They, they didn't yeah, clean that up. That surface was all yoked up. There's it, no yeah. way that they clean that up unless they made the limo driver do it. Hey, he was at the, at the time he was still employed with uh with the law firm, so he just throw some money at it and I, it's all good. I know we don't have much time, but the limo driver to me, most underrated character <laughs> of the whole film. I mean that that yeah. that's the guy that was I don't know if anyone else has watched Lost, but he was in Lost as like Mr. Smiley or whatever the heck the guy's name was. He yeah. had the beard or whatever. But that guy, so he was legally obligated to hang out with Bombay in the beginning, and Bombay was a jerk. Yeah, he was like, a driver from the law firm. He he made him drive the, yeah. the limo out on the ice, risked all their lives and yeah. the kids, as right. Charlie's mom said. But guy just kind of hung out, and he yeah. was dressed regularly, told some stories about what he did, like he was like a, a roadie in the 80s. Yeah. Like, so, I want to see that movie. He's a pretty cool dude. I want to see that movie. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, that guy's just hanging out with the team. So that's the thing. So uh, in the middle of the movie, uh, another ridiculous thing we don't have time for, um, Bombay gets fired from his law firm over the Adam Bank scandal, which is ridiculous. But yeah. anyway, so he's fired, but the limo driver still hangs around. Don't you think that he could have sued them for firing him? He's a lawyer. Well, of course. Like well, he, he, I wonder if he sued Ducksworth after it was he, over. He did. Yeah. That, he, that's he why should've. he wasn't working at D2. He was just the coach because he had that lawsuit money, baby. Yeah. He had that lawsuit money. Cause, cause I want to know what he does after this. I mean, if I'm him, I'm going to say, hey, Ducksworth. Yeah. Yes, yes, Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, quack, Mr. Ducksworth. Yeah. <laughs> sue, sue, Mr. Ducksworth. You're, you're going down. He takes him to the so, judge. So to wrap it up, we're saying that he goes, he gets on that bus. He goes, he fails miserably at this tryout. Yeah. Gets his ass kicked. Yes. Possibly broken bones. I mean, he's in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be in a body bag. While he's in the hospital, he's reading the law books, comes back, sues <laughs> Duckworth. He owns that law firm now. Yeah. And now he's, now he's free to coach Pee Wee hockey and USA hockey. Yeah, as long as he wants. So he he's he winds up becoming a millionaire because he takes. I could see him a vendetta. Like he did, he is because there's no way he's making that team. Like I know that they're trying to encourage him and say, "Oh yeah, Mr. Bombay," and and he was like, he was like, "Yeah, you know what? Like, oh yeah, guys, I'll be back. Don't worry, no matter what. Don't remember, remember, I'll be back with you next season. You know what? I think he never went to the tryout. He went to go pull some more moms. <laughs> He he's like one of those he went truck to the drivers. Next town. Yeah, he's like he's like one of those truck drivers that has like families on, on like the West Coast and the East Coast. Yeah. Like he went to wherever they were going to try out, yeah. and he coached another Pee Wee team. Like, and he tried to get with with whoever the Charlie, whoever Charlie's mom is for whatever team. He went so, to Canada. So is it possible that this is like a Californication situation yeah. going on? He's a yes. sex addict. Yeah, he's is, he's is, actually is, a sex addict. Is Gordon Bombay a sex addict? Yeah, and. Yeah. He, you know, he actually went to another town yeah. to hit on some more moms. Yep. That's my opinion. Yeah, I see it. I see it. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. So, so what did this movie get on a, on Rotten Tomatoes? Do you know what the score was? I think it was 15. We looked it up. 
15%, which is kind of bull because... It's a kid's movie, kids movies I think that's get, unfair. Get bashed by critics, and I, I have a problem with critics in general telling people yeah. what's good, what's bad. But especially the kids movie, unless it's a Pixar movie, yeah. like it's, getting, it's getting less than 20% on Rotten Tomato, which is, which is a flawed system in its own right, but it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an easy way to gauge. We have to look up Metacritic, I yeah. guess. And I think I got a 6.4 user rating on IMDb, IMDb or something. Which and that's that's is, which, fair, I which guess. Which is fair. But even and, still. But still, a, anyone I've ever talked to um, who, uh, growing up. You look back you, fondly you on like this movie. You like this movie. Yeah. So, so yeah. So watching the movie now versus then, what do, you, what do you take from it? I think that I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. And I kind of had those feelings I had when I was a kid watching it. Like, I, I used to like hockey a lot. I mean, I still do, but... I loved hockey as a kid. I liked to play it. Um, yeah. I liked to play roller hockey. We used to play all the time, me and my brother. So I think it was one of those things where it kind of brought back those memories in a good way. Um, and I kind of forgot that I like Emilio Estevez. I wish he was in more stuff. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it would be interesting to see what would happen if Charlie Sheen was the coach in this instead of Emilio. <laughs> you know you know who I was thinking also? John Cusack was another uh, one. Yeah, he could have been the I think, coach. I feel like one of those three could have yeah. been the coach. You you really could swap him out and put Cusack in that yeah. movie, and I wonder what he would have... It would have been the same, yeah. probably. Yeah. I, I, I think this movie was good. Looking back on it, I still enjoyed it a lot. I didn't... There was no point when I was watching it that I was like, uh, yeah. this is still going on. Right. You, you go back and watch a kid's movie that you watched yeah. when you were 10 and yeah. watch it now, like you could get bored by it. I was not bored at all. I mean, I know, it, it, was a, it was brisk. It was like an hour 40. It yeah. was brisk. And I, I really enjoyed it for different reasons now, just sure. as much as I did when I was a kid. It, it was a little dated in that the styles were dated, but in general, I thought the movie itself yeah. aged pretty well. Well, in terms there was a plot and things like that. It's not like Saved by the Bell where you go back and watch it and it's like it's like cringeworthy. Yeah, well, there was a, there was that montage in Hans's shop where they were buying equipment and yeah. uh, Marky Mark was playing in the background. Oh, okay, I mean, that was dated. Yeah. And, and like I said before, the neon colors on all, all the stuff, like Charlie's Lego hair, the helmet yeah. hair. Um, I mean, I liked it a lot. I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think... Yeah. Do you think it was better or worse than when you saw it as a kid? I think it was. I mean, I can't say it was better because when you're a kid, everything's yeah. better. Like, yeah, that's I, true. I remember watching it as a kid. Um, it it did. It, it got me into hockey, as you said. The hockey. It kind of was like a hockey boom, like a propaganda almost in a way. I don't know if that was the case, but I remember starting like uh, we're from the the Pennsylvania Philadelphia area. Yeah. And I started getting it. I started watching the Flyers shortly after watching this movie, and it kind of got me into it. Goldberg but, was Philly representative. Yeah, you watch the movie for the goofy pranks and you know little kids, mischievous this and that. But now again, with with the whole Bombay aspect of it, the the Coach Riley aspect yeah. of like the phys- the the psychological trauma that he caused him, that was very interesting to me. Like not just for like just overall uh, talk about a kids movie that was a very interesting plot to me i wonder if my parents if they watched it with me if they were thinking the same thing back then and I, yeah i, I wonder know. how many parents at that time like related to that you know yeah. cuz like especially if your parents were watching that with you and they see like the coach and they think about your basketball team yeah. when you're a kid you know i wonder if they've had any experiences with that like yeah, i maybe, wonder yeah. if we if we were to show this to like your nephew or something what would he like this movie would he not like this movie i wonder what a kid these days would think of this movie. Well, yeah, because think about it. I mean, that happened to me in the 90s, just as yeah. this movie was happening in the 90s, but Bombay got abused mentally by Riley in the 70s. Yeah. So what if that was more common in the 70s? And Riley was kind of a dinosaur-type coach in the 90s day and age. You ever see those things on YouTube where they recut movies or they recut like movie trailers? And yeah. they, like it could be a comedy and they try to make it like very serious. Yeah. I would love to see, and maybe somebody's done it, <laughs> yeah. like a fan cut of this movie but done in like the most serious with like it could easily be done yeah yeah like with very ominous music yeah. and Riley like because you could cut certain scenes out like if you cut out the comedy and you add different music to that sure you could make it like some pretty creepy like lifetime movie oh, there, type yeah there were stuff. a lot of there were a lot of scenes in uh and a lot of quotes in there that you could twist to make a really ominous type of movie absolutely I mean the the quote that I would leave everybody with is. It's not worth winning if you can't win big. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a Coach Riley, vintage Coach Riley right there. Um, I mean, on top of the the one that you said before. But, you know, originally when Bombay was teaching them, he had the take the fall, act hurt, get indignant. Take the fall, act, act hurt, hurt, get indignant. He had him in the corner and, and Charlie was the bigger man. And he he refused to, to fall, but he told him, like, that guy's twice your yeah. size. You got to go in the corner, grab your eye like See, he slashed you. That's why Charlie was the captain. He knew. Yeah. He knew right away. He was the moral can't win compass. This way. You can't win this way. The moral compass. Yeah. Who was your Who was your favorite character of the whole movie? Oh man, uh, I liked I liked Jesse Hall. Honestly, yeah, he's just keeping uh, it real. Yeah, the older of the two brothers, the Hall brothers. He's yeah. very skillful. He kept it real. 
wasn't taking any of Adam Banks' shit. He's like he's like a Mike Vick, yeah. you know? I know I'm the best. Yeah. We would have won more games if I was playing. Right. They, he probably thinks he should be the captain. Put him on the ice. He's the guy. He's my favorite. Yeah, I, I probably liked him, um, but I, I really liked uh, I liked Banks. I liked Cake Eater. Yeah. Because he went from making fun of them yeah. to being one he of them. He became one of them. And, but, you know, I, I think this is another point we glossed over, but how quickly these kids went from not being able to skate... Yeah. To becoming like beating the best team. I mean, that's the equivalent to me of like a Pee Wee football team playing like a college team. The hey, difference in listen, skill. It's Disney magic, baby. And size. It's Disney magic. And I think we'll find out in Mighty Ducks 2 that a lot of their tricks, like the flying V, which has no strategic value whatsoever <laughs> other than confusing the other team, yeah. gets quickly figured out. Yeah, that's why it worked once. It worked yeah. one time because it was confusing. After that, you just crush them. I think at some point, you know, doing this show, which we're going to be doing now for, you know, every week now or so, uh, we should try to watch two and three. Oh, and maybe down the line. I think down them. the line. Yeah. I'm not saying next week, but... We could compare them yeah. to this and let sure. other people weigh in on what they think of those movies and which one's their favorite. Oh, right? we'll, we'll be back. And if, and if we do movies with sequels, I think that's a good thing that we'll, we'll continue it down the line. Yeah. 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 So uh, any final thoughts on this movie? Uh, I mean, I, th- I think we pretty much hit all the major points there. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I'm, I was happy to watch it. I wasn't bored. Yeah. So. It was, it was definitely, it was definitely worth my time. And, um, it makes me want to see the other two now, but I'll uh, I'll avoid temptation until yeah. it's time to do another show. Yeah, we'll have to wait because yeah. I, I don't want to ruin it. You know, yeah. you got to you um, got to spread the duck slope out a little yeah. bit. You can't you can't shoot your <laughs> you can't go back to time. back. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's impossible. So I think we want to know what you guys think. Um, what did you guys think of this movie? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Does it hold up well? You know, does it remind you of what you saw when you were a kid? Um, you know, let us know. Write into us. Yeah. Send us an email. Tweet at us. Um, you know. Let yep. us know what you think. Call in the voicemail. We're looking forward to feedback. I mean, uh, we would love it. And um, also, if you have any um, kind of recommendations for future movies you want to hear, I mean, that's yeah. that would be great. I mean, we would love to base our movie watching off of your feedback. So because yeah. we so can pick the movies line. all we want, but yeah. there might be something that we never saw that we could watch for the first time again that you guys think is is funny to watch, and we could yeah. kind of recast it or whatever we want to do. So, um, well, if you have anything to say to us, you know, be sure to head on out to our website. It's thelastrobpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the Last Row Pod. You can look for us on Facebook, like we said before, the Last Row Pod. Um, and we're also on Google Plus. Head on out to iTunes, give us a five star if you're interested, um, and leave us a voicemail. 415-779-5278. 415-779-LAST. Last. So let us know what you think. You know, hit us up. All right. Until next time, Drew. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. All right, guys. See you later. See you. See you.